Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 87 of the CU Insight Experience. This episode is brought to you by our friends at PSCU. As the nation's premier payments QSO, PSCU proudly supports the success of more than 1,500 credit unions. My name is Randy Smith. I'm one of the co-founders of CUInsight.com, and it is my job on the show to have conversations with the best and the brightest of the credit union community. I get to pick their brains and see if we can't find a few nuggets that we can all learn from. My guest on today's show is Christina O'Brien. Christina is the president and CEO of Robbins Financial Credit Union in Georgia. I was excited to get Christina on the show when I heard about her being named the CEO of the credit union earlier this year. It's always interesting when someone comes up through the ranks of a a multi-billion dollar credit union uh, and gets tapped to lead the ship. Uh, I find there's so many questions about lessons learned along the way that we really can all learn from. And that was true throughout this conversation. And then you had a global pandemic to that first year uh, CEO gig. I'm sure that was a little bit unexpected, but <laughs> something that we, we all have been learning from too. But as you will hear, Christina has taken it all in stride, having a great year with a, a couple different new titles to her name. There was a lot of great leadership lessons learned in this episode. And I liked what Christina had to say about what we all need to be doing more of to you know stay relevant and financial services going forward. As a lifelong learner and grower, the advice Christina had for all of us resonated with me throughout this entire conversation. And as always, we wrap up the show with the rapid fire questions. This conversation was a ton of fun to have. It it was the first for me with Christina, and I hope it's not the last. I think you will really enjoy it too. So without further ado, I give you my conversation with Christina O'Brien. Enjoy. Christina, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, I was excited to have this conversation. I have to start off with the congratulations on becoming the president and CEO of Robbins Financial Credit Union. That's that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited for the opportunity to such, lead such a great group. You know, I was really excited to talk to you. And I, like I said, thanks for, for being on the show. Um, I love being able to bring people on who came up in the organization, uh, you know, because so often in a lot of let's say future CEOs like to listen to the CEOs on this podcast and the leaders on this podcast. And many of them get that feeling that sometimes you have to leave to advance. So, I mean, that's really where I would love to start is, I mean, being that internal candidate, I think I saw like in something I was reading, doing a little homework on the old interwebs on you that you started as a part-time teller. Is that true? I did. I actually started as a part-time teller a little over 27 years ago and, you know, kind of fell in love with the credit union world and the philosophy of people helping people. And, you know, ever since knew that this is the place that I wanted to be. So it's, it's been great. That's fantastic. First time CEO, global pandemic. That's probably uh, not how you expected this to happen, I'm assuming. <laughs> it, it is not how I expected it to happen. But, you know, I, I definitely know that we are a very strong organization we have a very solid foundation. You know, we certainly can can weather the storm. Yeah. You know, I didn't anticipate that, you know, in my role as a CEO, I would be policing hand sanitizer and antiseptic wipes. 
But unfortunately, that's just kind of the world that we live in today. So that's one of those, you know, new roles that has come my way. Absolutely. It's been such an interesting conversation. I'm a part of a a group with a, a bunch of other CEOs. We've just been chatting throughout the course of this pandemic and just so many things are added to everyone's plates, right? Like you just mentioned right. the sanitizers, but also now we're getting closer to kids going back to school and things of that nature. It's it's such an interesting time we're all living through. Do you think that this experience, this global pandemic that we're all sharing will change the way or have you already seen it change the way that members are interacting with the credit union? It definitely has changed the way that our members interact with us. You know, we were forced to go into a drive-through only branch by a appointment mode, similar to a lot of our credit union peers. And we had a lot of members who are used to coming in and seeing us, spending time with us every day, which is great. And now they were finding themselves in a situation where they'd have to interact with us through the drive-through or maybe, you know, over the phone or taking advantage of some of our digital services a little more than than they had in the past, which, which I think is great. And that's a behavior that I actually hope sticks. You know, I think it's it's been a good way for our members to get to know that we can continue to offer all the products and services that we have a number of different ways. I've heard quite a few folks say that the adoption of like the mobile app, the digital technology has happened more in four months than it had in four years before, right? So (laughs) Definitely. And certainly a a wider group of individuals are are utilizing those services, which is fantastic. And, you know, our remote deposit channels have increased, our ATM deposits have increased, you know, our ACH transactions and activity has increased. And so it's, you know, we're still here. We're still the same credit union. You can just get to us a little different than maybe what you were used to in the past. I've mentioned it earlier in the the season on the podcast in the first month or so when COVID-19 was here, my, my mother had called and asked if she should get a different credit union because she wanted to know how to deposit checks on her phone. And I was like, I thought yours has it. And so I went to the website, they had a nice YouTube video and they, uh, and she was like, see, you can do it. But that's that adoption of something that she, you know, so many of our members didn't know existed, I guess. Right. Uh, so that's fantastic. You know, the other question that I've really been asking and so interested in is how about with your team? You know, the members, we know that they're kind of adjusting. Is there a difference or do you think long term there will be a difference in the way that the, the team at the credit union works? Sure. Um, one thing that we we didn't really have a lot of was remote work options. And that's certainly an area that we've placed some emphasis on in making sure that, you know, we have the capabilities to be able to do that. Also embracing technology a little more. You know, we love to meet in person, right? Absolutely. You know, we yeah. want to see each other. And, you know, that hasn't always been possible. And so finding other ways to do that and still feel like we're building and growing as a team, but we don't have to be sitting in the same room right. to do that. So <laughs> that has been a transition. That's for sure. For um, sure. <laughs> is there something, and, and this was a question that I asked through the entire first season, even before we were all going through this, but it, is there something that you think credit unions need to do differently with all the disruption that's going on in financial services for us to stay relevant? Sure. I I think, you know, part of that is learning not to be afraid to change how you do business, you know, just because something has worked, you know, well, or it has worked for a long period of time, you can't become inflexible. You have to change as, as the environment changes, as the dynamics within your organization change. And and don't be afraid of that. 
Yeah, I think that's so true. I also think that this experience that we've all been going through here recently has showed us that we can change pretty quick. <laughs> so, right. you know, it, I, I've been so, you know, I get to watch credit unions from this blimp level and I've been blown away with everything that's been going on and how well, you know, as a movement that we've reacted to all of this. When you think back over the past couple months, or the past few months really now, is is there something where that maybe you've seen where you've personally grown as a leader because of all this that we're going through? Yeah, I think when I look at, at what our focus has been, you know, typically in the past, we're looking at, you know, products, services, rates, processes, and, you know, that's where you spend a lot of your time. And over the last several months, you know, our new norm has been focusing on the safety and security of our of our staff and of our members. And, you know, that's a little different from what we've had to worry with in the past. And, you know, you're treading on some uncharted waters in that arena and, and really just trying to do the best that you can to make the best decisions, you know, so that you can continue to provide the, the products and services that your members want. You mentioned uh, the members having to switch. I mean, has the response been good? It has been. Our members have really adapted and they've really appreciated that we have have been available for them. You know, we expanded our drive-through services when we went to a drive-through model. So there were things that in the past they couldn't do through that channel that, that they were now allowed to do. And, you know, they've, they've been great. They really have been great. Oh, that, that is good to hear. Uh, the, the last question in this first section of the show, if we were to sit down a year from now, if you, I know it's so tough to look even a few months forward at this point, but if you had to break out that crystal ball, what are you most proud of that you and your team have, have accomplished over the next year? I think, you know, service has always been important for us. And just knowing that we have continued to provide that same level of service that our members have grown accustomed to and they expect from us. And no matter what the situation was, that was still and will always be a focus for us. And so when I look down the road, you know, I know that things will look different, but that that one particular aspect of our business will not change. That will always be our focus. Uh, That's good stuff there. The second part of the show, the leadership and life hacks. I I was really excited to ask you some of these questions uh, because (laughs) I I really do. I think there's going to be a lot of people who are are very interested to listen to this episode because of like the path and the fact that you're, you know, you're uh, newer to the role, but not the credit union space, obviously. So first question, what, what inspired you to take the gig to be president and CEO of the credit union? Well, I mean, who wouldn't want to be the CEO <laughs> of a um, high-performing $3 billion you know, credit union, right? But, you know, we, we truly have a fantastic team here. You know, I'm really, really proud of who we are and what we do for our members, what we do for our staff, and, and you know, what we do for our community. So there really is no place I would, would rather be or, you know, I'm happy to be a, a part of the leadership of, so... Oh, that's beautiful. Has the inspiration changed at all since you got the tap on the the shoulder to to be the president and CEO? You know, I I don't really think that it has. I've always, you know, had this passion for who Robbins is and and what we do. That hasn't changed since the day I walked into this organization and as a as a teller to today, you know, when you love, you know, where you're at and what you do and the opportunities that you have to change our members' lives. That hasn't changed, and I don't foresee it ever will. Yeah, it's a beautiful industry to be a part of. That's for sure. It um, is. It really <laughs> is. I, I read in an article, I think it was last year, um, you were named one of the 
don't know if it was a women to watch or something in your like making a magazine. And I thought the part in there where you talked about the early on, the people helping people resonated with you, right? Like, right. And I, I think that's the bug that bites so many of us. So uh, how would you describe your leadership style? You know, I think it's important just to let people do their jobs, you know, encourage them, you know, to to take care of the areas that they're responsible for, you know, encourage them to come up with new solutions, try some different things. But most importantly, let them know that that you're all in it together. You know, when we have successes, we have successes. When we have, you know, things that didn't maybe necessarily work out the way that we wanted them to, that we're still, you know, all in. And, and it is us as a, as a team. And just knowing that they're supported is important. Absolutely. Is there something that your team has heard you say so many times they can finish your sentence? You know, I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, I try to keep people guessing. Um, I never wanted to be that broken record or, you know, to, to sound cliche, so to speak. But I think as I evolve, you know, what I say probably evolves. And I, I don't know if there's something that, that somebody would be able to finish out. This wasn't a question I sent you, but as someone who likes personal growth, you talk about evolving. Is that something you've done? Is it education? Is it just constant study? Like, how have you changed, I guess, over your career? Because from teller to CEO, there's had to be quite a few. <laughs> right. You know, and, and I wholeheartedly believe this and I tell everybody this, you know, it's about growing and learning and taking every opportunity that you're afforded. You know, from my very early days at the credit union, you know, if there was an opportunity to learn something new or do something different, you know, I was the first person in the room to put my hands and I think as long as you continue to grow both personally and professionally, I think you're going to build that that foundation that you need to be successful in whatever position it is that you're in. Oh, that's good stuff. Sometimes as a leader, we have to make that difficult decision. It's kind of that the buck stops here in the end. Um, and at times that decision might not be, you know, the most popular decision, but it's, you know, you kind of view it as for the greater good. Is that something you've had to cultivate in yourself over your career? Or was that something that you just always had, you know, the ability to make the tough decisions? Well, gosh, does anybody have the ability to make the tough <laughs> decision? I, I don't know, but it, it, it just comes with the territory, yeah. you know, um, you are going to be faced with making decisions that might not necessarily be, you know, well received by everybody or popular. But the way I've always looked at it is, you know, make sure that you have the best information that you can possibly have when you're making that decision. And make sure that you're keeping the best interest of your members and your staff in mind when you're making those decisions. And as long as your intention's in the right place, and you know, you do the right things, it, it'll work out. Yep. Uh, is there a common myth about being a leader that you would just want to debunk? Yeah, I don't think it's realistic to think that leaders know all the answers. We definitely don't know everything. And, you know, we don't always make the call that everybody would have made. But, you know, that's why it's important to surround yourself with a good team, some individuals that maybe have some different experiences and some different backgrounds so that they can help you when it comes to making those decisions and getting that other information that you need. So it might not be my area of expertise, but just making sure that I have somebody around me that can help guide me. You've mentioned your team multiple times already. What what makes the Robbins financial team so great? <laughs> um, you we'll know, I, shout I out. Think, <laughs> <laughs> right. We do. We do have a great team. And I think, 
you know, with you, when you come to work every day and you know that your one goal is to do everything that we can do for our members, and, you know, that's first and foremost with every decision that we make, I think it just breeds the group wanting to do the right things and, you know, feeling like they're contributing at a level where they truly are impacting lives. Uh, I love good teams. Uh, when you think back to earlier in your career, was there a mistake that you made? And now that you're in the, you know, that, and you've been in the senior management positions, is there a mistake that you see young leaders make often? Yeah, I, yeah, I do look back at myself a little bit. And then I look at the up and coming leaders today. And I think there is this thought process that, you know, you're owed something just because you've been here for a little while, or, you know, there's this career development checklist. And once I check everything off of that list that, you know, I'm ready to move on to the next step. And, you know, it, it never works out exactly like that. And just making sure that you don't get discouraged and that you just keep working hard and you just stay dedicated to the cause and that when the time is right, you know, the situation presents itself, you know, you'll move through the ranks and you'll be the better for it. That's good stuff. Has there been a piece of advice or a life lesson that that you receive that you find yourself going back to often throughout your career? Yes, I think I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier is making sure that you're continuing to learn and to grow and, you know, take every opportunity, including those challenging times. Some of the hardest lessons I've learned have been when I was presented with a challenge. And, you know, maybe I didn't realize what the lesson was at that point. But when I step back and I look, I'm like, oh, aha, I get it, right? I know why I had to go through that. And now I'm better prepared to deal with something you know, that, that comes up down the road. So, you know, certainly take those opportunities and continuing to learn and grow. Yeah, that's for sure. One of the things I noticed in the first season was how important mentors were to many of the guest lives. Do you have a mentor? Is there, are there people that have helped shape you? And I kind of started adding to this question. It seems like going through this new experience that we're all going through, even whether it's mentors or a strong network seems to be really important for everybody at this point, right? Right. And I I do have a mentor. I mean, I worked for um, our prior CEO for a little over 20 years of my career, right? And so, you know, I, I spent a lot of time with that individual and, you know, he pushed me and challenged me and gave me opportunities to step outside of my comfort zone. And there were a lot of times I was like, wow, this is, this is tough, right? This is hard. And, you know, all those opportunities I look at now, you know, brought me to where I am today. And I'm forever grateful for, you know, that pushing and sometimes shoving in a direction that, that helped me be who I am today. Oh yeah, that's fantastic. You know, before we move on to the last part of the show, you you mentioned growing both, you know, professionally and personally. Uh, If you have a free day, nothing on the calendar. What what passions do you have outside of credit unions? What do you do to recharge? You know, what does that work life integration look like to you? (laughs) Um, I love spending time with my family, and especially when we are in an opportunity where we can all unplug. Yeah. You know, getting on a boat in the middle of the lake where, you know, cell phones don't work and, you know, there's no Wi-Fi and we just get to focus on each other is, you know, pretty amazing. Also, little known fact, you know, and this surprises a lot of people when they hear this about me. I love hands-on DIY home improvement. Okay. You know, give me a paintbrush, a tile saw, 
a circular saw. I am all about it. Are you working on something right now? I have to ask. Well, always, right? <laughs> yeah. We're always working on something. But right now, actually, interestingly enough, my husband and I are helping um, my father-in-law redo his house. So we've done everything from flooring to paint to some demo of a closet. It's fantastic. I love it. You guys are going to get one of those flip this house type shows or something. That's, that's awesome. That's the, the, the retirement <laughs> career, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> the last part of the show, these are more rapid fire questions. The questions are rapid. Your answers don't have to be. So what were you like in high school? And do you remember the first time you got into any memorable trouble? Oh my gosh, I hope my parents aren't listening. Um, you know, I was, you know, I was an honor student, believe it or not. And, you know, I don't want to call myself a nerd, but I probably was a little bit, you know, but I still had those, those friends who like to go out and get in trouble probably a little bit. But the first time I got in trouble, I had gone to take the college AP exam test and decided that I was going to go out to lunch afterwards. I thought that was fine. Apparently, that's not fine. That's called skipping school. Okay. <laughs> and um, I got caught by a principal on the way in, and I ended up with detention. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I really just don't even know what to do with this. And so I show up for my first day of my five days worth of detention. And the, you know, the teacher that was housing that class was like, what are you, what are you doing in here? And I'm like, you know, I got caught skipping school. I had to tell the whole story. And he's like, okay, well, we're going to start. We're going to try something different. We're going to do a trivia question at the beginning. If whoever gets the trivia question right gets to leave, they don't actually have to stay for detention. So fantastic. Of course, great. I get because I'm kind of nerdy. I get the trivia question. I get to leave. So that was my five days of detention was going in and answering a trivia question and then leaving. <laughs> the ironic part of this story is, you know, some number of years later, probably 20 years later, I'm on a community education foundation board with the principal who gave me detention. And he shares with the entire board my story. And um, so I got to relive the high school days of detention as an adult. Uh, as an adult while you're joining the board. So did he remember that this yes. detention or did you bring it up to him? No, no he remembered it. <laughs> he remembered it because, you know, honor school, Christina gets in trouble and has detention. So that apparently stuck out and he shared it with the entire board. So they all got a good laugh at that. I, I, I love that story. I wonder how many kids have actually like skipped school after taking an AP exam. So <laughs> the, the two tend to not go together what you think about, right? I so, planned on coming back. I was just going to get lunch just first. Gonna, just get some lunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, most of us stumbled into a career in credit unions in one way or another back when you were in high school, taking the AP classes. What did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> I, I wanted to be an attorney. I wanted to have the opportunity to argue my point. And, <laughs> you know, I, I had a friend who, who worked at Robbins and said, hey, we're hiring. Why don't you come on board? And, you know, I did. And it and it was life changing for me. Yeah. So, you know, once you get here and you figure out what credit unions are all about, you know, I was hooked. Absolutely. Yeah, it sucks us all in, I think. So <laughs> it's a beautiful place to be. Do, do you have any daily routines that if you don't do your day just feels off? Before I get out of bed every day, I clear out my junk box and my email. I don't want to start the day. Your junk better. box? My junk box. Wow. Oh, I'm so jealous. I clear out my email box all the time, but never the <laughs> junk box. That's amazing. 
<laughs> so I take it you're a person also who doesn't like to see those numbers on your phone and the notifications. You gotta oh, go to I can't stand uh, it. I'm with you. I can't I am stand with it. You. <laughs> I, I just can't. If I see somebody's phone and they have a thousand notifications next to their email, I'm like, oh, what are you doing with your life? Uh, it's uh, Jill will be listening to this and she will be like, but she knows I can't even look at her phone because she has so many on it. So uh, <laughs> the, 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 the random question, what's the, the best album of all time? That one you can listen to without skipping a song. You know, I'm, I'm never great with picking favorites of anything. That's never, that's never been good. But if you ask my family, they'll tell you there's no way I could sing every word to every song because I don't know what the words are and I just make up my own words. So they love to give me grief about that. You know, I'll sing a song for years and then, you know, my daughter loves to do this. She'll go, look, I Googled this. These are the actual words to that song. So I'm going to need you to start singing the actual words if that, you're going to sing the song. I don't think you're alone on that. I think Volkswagen <laughs> even made a commercial about that a few years back. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm a reader. We have a huge stack of books in our house, and, and a lot of them have uh, that we're still, you know, trying to make our way through. But uh, and many have been recommended by guests on the show. Do you have a book that you've either gifted others or one that you just think everybody should read? My go-to gift for graduation, for whether it's high school graduation or college graduation, is the tried and true Dr. Seuss, Oh, the Places That You'll Go. <laughs> um, you know, I just think it's great. There's some real life advice in there, and it has kind of a quirky way of delivering the information. So I just feel like it's me. It's my way of, you know, welcoming, welcoming those, that group, those graduates into the real world, right? The adult world. I love that. I think you might be the second person who gifts that book, actually, that's been on in the 80 some odd guests. So that, that's took my idea. All right. Yeah. There's other parts of the country. There's another credit union or that's given that book out too. So uh, as you've gotten older, what's become more important to you? And, and my favorite part of this question, what's become less important? Yeah, I think it's that um, work-life balance. And, you know, you, you can't get back the time that that you miss opportunities or you miss, you know, events and, you know, just making sure that you're prioritizing the things that really are and the people that are really important in, in your life. And, you know, my daughter just had a baby. So it's my first grandchild. Congratulations. Just, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And so I'm just really excited about that next step in our family and being able to be there for those milestones for him. Oh that's, so, oh, that's beautiful. You're, you're getting all kinds of new titles this year. I know, <laughs> right? It's the, it's the year of Christina, I have yeah, been told. That is fantastic. Uh, there, there's a question that I didn't send you. When you hear the word success, who is the first person that comes to mind? Oh my gosh, this is a little bit of a, of a tough one, right? <laughs> wow, you're going to stump me right, right at the end here. Ooh, I'm terrible at on the spot situations. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, I think there's a there's a lot of people that are very successful in, in, you know, whatever they do. So, you know, I think it would be difficult here again, it's my issue with calling out a favorite, right, that that causes a problem for me. You know, I think there are a lot of people that are successful in different things. Yeah. And, you know, whether it's their, their career, whether it's their personal life, whether it's their philanthropic, philanthropic, you know, endeavors. So, 
gosh, that's that one's a tough one. It, it really is. I, the reason I love the question is because we all define success differently. And like you just mentioned, there's so many different ways, right? And so many different avenues of life. I've right. told the story before of a guy named Ted who was a scuba instructor down in Roatan and he was categorizing turtles, not for anything. That's just what he did. And he seemed so happy. And I was like, that's kind of successful. He's happy in his life. <laughs> so. Right. Well, and that's, that's important. In the end of the, in, at the end of the day, can you step back and feel proud of who you are and what you've done and how you've contributed to the world around you? You know, can you walk around and feel like you left it better than you found it? Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of different ways to do that. And so that's very personal for people. And, you know, I think if you live your life with that goal in mind, you'll be successful. Uh, I love it. That's beautiful. And it's a great way to wrap up the show. Uh, I, I thank you again, Christina, for being on the show. My last question that I have for you, do you have any final thoughts to share that you'd like to share or, or an ask of uh, you know, our listeners? Um, I think it goes back to this is obviously a theme for today is, you know, making sure that you never pass up on an opportunity to learn and to grow. Right. And no matter how big or small the opportunity is, you know, take it and learn and then, you know, also share what you have learned and what you what you know and, you know, help develop that next generation of leaders. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I thank you again for taking the time. If people have additional questions of you, do you have a preferred method of communication? LinkedIn, Twitter machine, email, uh, if they want to ask you. More. LinkedIn is great. All right. We will link to that. It's, uh, I think that's how I found you. So <laughs> I look forward uh, uh, when this is all over and we can all start moving about the country again more freely and hopefully our paths cross because I'd love to talk to you more. This has been a ton of fun. Thank you again so much for being on the show and stay healthy. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Before we go, I would like to thank all of you for listening. I wouldn't get to have this much fun on the uh, old podcast machine without you. So thank you. Thank you very much for that. And once again, a big thank you to Christina for taking the time out of her busy schedule to share these experiences with all of us. And and then finally, a a huge thank you to our sponsor, PSCU. Our friends at PSCU have been a longtime partner and supporter of CU Insight. So please make sure to click on their link in the show notes. Give them some loves see everything they have going on to help out the credit union community also we're on all the podcast players apple spotify pandora stitcher iHeartRadio. the list goes on and on and on we would appreciate if you would subscribe even leave us a five-star rating maybe a review on the old apple podcast machine it helps us spread the credit union love and with the you know bringing up the visibility of the show if you don't think we're worth the five stars just forget i asked about that uh you can reach out to me directly and let me know where we can improve and last don't forget about the see you inside experience podcast book list needing some uh, stimulation for the old mind we have you covered get your next book recommendation from the guests on our show thank you all again for listening i hope you all have a amazing day and please stay healthy friends